everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is June 21st, 2023. First day of summer. And Jeff, uh, <laughs> want to start hey, thanks, off. Dave Scott. Well, here you go. Dave's you, not on anymore, so you got to you gotta pick up the slack, pal. I, I, I am. I got to help out a couple of people in the audience. I would tell him to help out one of, our, uh, one of the people in San Diego right now. His name is Bob Melvin. He might need this call. Oh, he's, yeah. li- he's a little he, hot right now. He was a little hot. <laughs> he's a little hot. We're watching the Padre game right now against the Giants, and Bob just got ran. But I tell you, we talk about bright bail bonds all the time. You don't want to find yourself in that situation where you're behind bars, but you need to get out. Faber and Miguel, man, they've written more than 20,000 bonds. You know you're in good hands with those guys. Make sure you call Bright Bail Bonds if you're in that situation. They're professional, confidential, caring, non-judgmental, and they're a 24-7 any jail and anywhere in California service. Make sure you call Bright Bail Bonds at 888-669-0295, 888-669-0295. Now, thank God John Quintero is a calm guy, but... If you were watching the game tonight, you saw Gary Sanchez. Coach got heated up to the fact that he went to Twitter. Did he really? MLB, uh, hang on. <laughs> take two. <laughs> we'll take you a little behind the curtain, Dave. You remember how we used to do this? Three, two, one, mark. Yes. MLB baseball has become such bullshit. That's what Coach wrote. Did he write bullshit? He did. Oh, man. He just not even say toilet. I know. Rob the fans of talented plays being made... By fanta- being made fantastic players, uh, he did. He was so heated, he couldn't even get his grammar straight. <laughs> <laughs> MLB baseball has become such bullshit. Damn! Rob the fans of talented plays being made fantastic players. I can't even, Kelly. I can't even put in by fantastic players. I am so angry. I don't even want the oval team <laughs> to walk yeah. around the block. Go calm Weird. down. And go see my neighbor, dude, I, dude. Albert. He's going to ask me about that bullshit play. Well, luckily, Coach is a guy that Dave and I have learned a lot about or learned a lot from. We stay calm. Yeah. But there's a lot of you out there. You get pretty agitated pretty quickly. We'll talk about it tonight. And if you make one bad decision, uh-oh, guess what you're hearing? Link. <laughs> That's the closing of the door. And you turn around. Who are you? You don't want to know. All you want to know is that your friend has this number, 888-669-0295, in their phone. So the next time you hear link, it's the door opening, not the door shutting. Fabian and Miguel have been doing it a long, long time. They can help you or help your friend that made that bad decision. Again, it's our friends at Bright Bail Bonds. I love the FAQ section of their website. You should check it out at brightbailbonds.com. There you go. Coach, Jeff just said a little fired up to the point he's swearing now. Can Probably you know what he needs right now. He needs a nice dip in the pool. Oh, he could use he it. Probably got his pants a little dirty. Probably yeah. needs a nice dip in the pool right there. God damn it. Now I just looked <laughs> and my inflatable swans out of air. What could go wrong next? Kelly, I'm going in the pool. I'm going in. The towel's damp. The swan's losing all its life. You know, what happened to Love Conquers All? Anyone? Is there a swan big enough to hold Coach up? Goddamn right. I hope Coach has that Taylor made Where's pool. the flamingo? Because at least he has something going his way. Alan Taylor's your guy to make that perfect pool for you. Kelly, I'm going to lay like Joe does on that commercial. Whoa! 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Alan Taylor can help you out just like can help tear out as well. I'm gonna call the show tomorrow and say, Coach, clean it up. Otherwise I'm gonna have to stop listening. Yeah. You <laughs> know, my kids are on Twitter. Did my you kids are on Twitter. <laughs> You're the only guy they follow. Hey, who should they follow next? Dave Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> Typical Tory guy. Yeah, of course. Can't get it together. You should be so good for the community. 619-449-4452. That's the number for Alan Taylor and Taylor May Pools. Ask about available financing. 619-449-4452. Dave, got a joke for you. What do you call a celebrity pool that's fashioned after a girl that graduated from Tory Pines? You call it a pothole. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You like that? Yes. Okay. I just made that up. I but like it's it. absolutely true. Uh man. Whether it's a brand new pool, but I feel bad because we don't tell you enough if you already have a pool. Yeah. Maybe you got it twenty five years ago. Maybe the previous owner got it. They didn't know about tailor made pools. It's okay because Alan and his team can come in, they can remodel it, they can resurface it, they can check the electrical uh electrical, the plumbing. Hey, what's going on with your language over there? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't call me out. Uh, plumbing and more, as Dave mentioned, 20 years of experience. Starts with a phone call, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. That's okay. Get over the fact that he's cussed on Twitter. He did. Jim Bencourt put it out and said, is this you, Dotson? And then, Matt, and then Matty Strauss said, read it on the air. He said, goddamn right. Um you know, we talked about Fabian and Miguel yeah. and bad decisions. I, you are the dumbest guy. I'm the dumbest guy? Yes, because okay. I'm driving down today Yeah, on one of my favorite shows to listen to. I've told you this. Tim Conway Jr. Yeah. does a great talk show on KFI. And today, for whatever reason, he was getting into poker stories. And he was talking about playing poker with Vince Van Patten. Really? And he said he was telling Dick Van Patten stories. Because he said, uh, Dick Van Patten wrote a book, How to Get Your Kids in Showbiz. And Tim went on the radio and was like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life. It's such a disgusting business. And then he said, then I'm at Hollywood Park. And what do you know? Dick Van Patten's out there. Which, I mean, anybody yeah. who went to Del Mar, Dick was out every day. Yeah. And insanely nice. And he said, God damn, Dick Van Patten called me every name in the book. Really? Did you boo? fucking say shit about my book and then tim's like yeah i probably did why don't you come on this show and then he said dick went back to oh that'd be great what night do you need me did but he bring him on brought him on oh that's cool and said vince van Patten. yeah said like nicest dude you'll ever meet oh that's and he's cool. like the van Patten guys he's like they're great and he was saying about playing poker over there yeah and he said you know who i played poker with one night drew carey and he goes, dude, I don't know that there is a nicer the fuck human being. And Mark Thompson, yeah, who's been the weather guy on Channel 11, yeah. said, dude, you can't play poker with Drew Carey. Because if you take his money, you want to give it back to him. Because he's such up. a nice guy. I've always heard he's a cocksucker. Well, you're a complete liar. Well, maybe he's one of those guys, only nice guys who have money. You know, it's I like J James Corden is a real asshole. Corden, we've heard. Yeah. I'll vouch for you on that. Yeah, but you're but completely wrong. He's friends with the best friends with Adele. So Adele thinks he's a good guy. Yeah, and who else? Hell if I know. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, you're right. Tom Cruise. Not disappointing. By the way, Maybe asshole, just, what? The, the new Mission Impossible, 
getting incredible reviews. Why wouldn't it? I never said the Mission Impossible movies were shit. Have you watched them? No, I saw the first one. Oh, that one's shit. That, <laughs> that one that, really that is, That one didn't bother me. It's the only movies where they get better. I, I don't know. I don't is know it Star the same, Wars, Is now. it the same guys in them? Dude, they said today. Is Bing be- Rames and shit like yeah, another one? Yeah, it brings it back. What about, what? who's who's the guy that played uh, John Voight? Is he in the other ones? <laughs> John Voight's still alive? I don't know. John Voight was one of those guys that, as the years went by, got more and more disappointing. Tell you what, <laughs> let's record this. Yeah. Because if John Voight's still alive, yeah. we'll cut this out and then we'll use it on the show when he does. <laughs> Again, we're going behind the curtain. Three, two, one, mark. Gave the news today, John Voight passed away. Yeah. Absolutely broke my heart. Yeah, I remember him in The Champ in the Mission Impossible movie, the first one at least. You know what? I, <clears throat> he was absolutely great in Mickey Donovan. Yeah. He was so good in that role. Just yeah. that slimy father that could never quite get on the right side. Kind of like real life. Yeah. But then the movie, this was the most jacked up movie, and I loved it. Came out in the late 80s. Him, Eric Roberts, and Rebecca De Mornay in all, Runaway Train. Dude, all three are fucked up. Did you watch Runaway Train? No, but all three of them are really fucked up people. Okay, somebody had to sell John on this. And he and Eric Roberts are two ex-cons that, like, escape. And they end up on a train. And the train's, like, runaway train. Like speed? But yeah. with the train? Yeah. So you go, well, that's kind of interesting, right? Eric Roberts coming off of Pope of Greenwich Village. And uh, John Voight. I don't know. What was he doing at that time? What would he have been in? Been a long time since Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, that's true. So they go, John, we'd love you to be in runaway train. He goes, you know what? I like that. Okay. Now we got to tell you, now you got to tell you something. Yeah. Dave, you want to tell him? I'll tell him. Yeah, I guess. All right. I'll tell him. John's not going to look like you in the movie. We're going to have some makeup. So it looks like you lost your right eye. And then we're going to give you a Fu Manchu mustache. And John was like, I'm an actor. I can do it. Yeah. Why do they have to take his eye out in that movie? <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, uh, hey, listen, politically, we don't always get along. Yeah. But it shouldn't change the fact that he made an impact in his profession, and we wish him the best. Godspeed. And J- Hey, John, if you're still alive, fuck it. Fuck it. Have a good tomorrow. <laughs> fuck it. All right. There, there you go. <laughs> right? Have a good tomorrow. That's all we got to tell you. Oh, my God. I went to go see my buddy today in the hospital, the one I told he had the stroke a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine and I, we both go to the hospital to visit him. Okay. And, uh, Which making, hospital? Uh, Sharp Grossmont, over there by, oh, yeah. by where your condo is. And um, guy was looking good. He's able to raise his left arm, the whole good. deal. And so uh, the guy I went with who saw him right away when he had the stroke, you, I mentioned it on the show. He goes, I'm not going to lie to you. He goes, you know, I told you a couple weeks ago you were looking good. He goes, you looked absolutely terrible. You're drooling out of the side of your mouth. You couldn't move uh, your left arm. I thought you were a train wreck. But today you look good. He's making progress. Fast. Good. Yeah, there you go. So do you know the symptoms of having a stroke? Like I, like it's never happened to my family, but I'm on, literally I'm on stroke medicine. Yeah, isn't it like smile? Like they want you to smile. They want you to raise your right hand. There's yeah, a bunch it, of different things. Like if you feel it's coming on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So basically it's a burst in your brain, but, yeah. but you know, I was curious to know, I'm like, fuck if I have a stroke or if I have the symptoms right? because there's a medicine you can take within 
like 24 hours that reverses the stroke. Oh my God! Can you imagine? But you have to you have to get that medicine in you. They have to know. They have to do the whole no, MRI what happened deal. With Jamie Fox, like I don't, I, I don't I, know anymore. Dude, that I love Jamie Fox so much, man. I just yeah. hope he's okay. Yeah, it's the craziest guy dang story, Jamie Fox. But it's one of those where I start you start freaking out. Yeah, it's the tingling in the fingers, the feet, oh. raising your arm, the whole deal is your face falling, all that shit. But yeah, if you're having a stroke, you got to literally get that medicine in you within 24 hours so they can reverse it. Otherwise, man, you could be fucked. I'm uh, going to ask every guy in the audience right now over 40, you don't just answer to yourself. How many times have you said to yourself, oh, my God, I think I'm having a stroke. And that was just like a muscle spasm. I think it's a heart attack is what people do. Oh, right. That's another one. It's the yeah. heart. It's the heart one where you take that deep breath and you're like, you feel that sharp pain. You're like, what the fuck was that? Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> even have a, I can't feel my I don't have a will. <laughs> That came from. That's what you know. What that's what they. That's what he said to us today. No trust. No nothing. Oh. No will. No. He goes. I don't give a fuck. And we go. You have three kids. What do you mean? Yeah. Gives a fuck. We're trying and to explain. Everything goes to him. into probate. That's what we we're trying to explain. Yeah, it wasn't prepared. You just reach over and just smack the guy who just had the stroke. <laughs> Which side was impacted? Right or left? On my right side. Okay. Boom. <laughs> hey, I didn't want you to hit me back. Your kids thank me for that shit. Oh my um, gosh. Speaking of kids thanking people, I Dave, you know what? We come in here, and I think there are plenty of days where people that are nice enough to listen to this show, or it could be even you and I, yeah, that say, you know, we're a little fucked up. <laughs> we're a little fucked up. And uh, I mean, I just said slap a guy who had a stroke because he didn't have, that's probably not something you want to encourage. I guarantee you, as fucked up as we are, we're not even within the realm of the people that you can see right now on social media. And what I'm referring to is, what time is it? It is 845. 8.45. God damn, I got down here late. My apologies. It's 8.45 on Wednesday night, June 21st. We are, whatever it is... 48 hours into this Titanic, the Titan yeah. submersive story, right? Yeah. Now, the crazy thing is, my sons and I watched CBS Sunday morning. Yeah. And they did a report on this guy, David Pogue, did a great job kind of taking you inside the Titan, which yeah. is the name of the submersive, and showing you how everything felt like it was pretty much built by me and Dave. Yes. Not built by scientists. 100%. You know, right. Like you and me built this thing. Yeah. With a guy dang fucking uh, PlayStation joystick to and operate it. Yeah. Yeah. Put some, you know, baseball tape right there. Yeah. Some grip. Right that. Dave, fuse a wire no that shit. button in. You're right. And, uh, and we watched this thing. And they're showing how the guys, you know, go in and sit down. And then like a David Blaine. It felt like a David Blaine trick yeah because they showed that they bolt you in from the outside and kate and i immediately look at each other and go we're out yeah because we're so claustrophobic are yeah. you claustrophobic 100 i am and so we start talking and he goes man could you do that i go there's no chance i could do that i'm so claustrophobic and plus the other thing is torn acl like you said 
cross-legged for a while. Ah, yeah. oh, your leg's dying. Unless you go to the bathroom. The only place you can search your legs is in the bathroom, they said. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Costa would be fine. Yeah. Five guys in there sweating and the bathroom's hidden behind a curtain. Fun. <laughs> um, but we watched it and it was fascinating. And David Pogue interviewed Stockton Rush, the CEO. Yeah. Who, I swear to God, looked and talked just like Brian Dutcher. Looks like Brian really? Dutcher's brother, Barry Dutcher. And uh, <laughs> so we're watching this thing. And the story hits the other day. Yeah. And Cade texts me, goes, is this the guy we were just watching? I go, yeah. And you realize he's in it, father, son, yep. the pilot, and the other guy. And the first thing you start to see is people almost celebrating what's happening to these five people. Dude, you are not kidding, man. And it's the most disgusting, fucked up thing. And yeah. if you're one of them, you really need to figure it out because yeah. you're a fucking clown. Way too many jokes, man. I can't believe it. Well, I mean the people that are like, if you have that much money, yeah. you know, you don't have any idea, nor do I. Yeah. What the people that paid for that expedition, you don't have any idea what they do in their community. Yeah. Maybe they don't do anything. It's none of your fucking business. And the other thing that you look at is, I guarantee you, for anybody who's smug and has an attitude towards these five people, I guarantee you, if you're listening tonight, there's somebody listening that makes less money than you. And if we went through and started looking at decisions you've made for fun things to do, right? We talk about Dan Williams, we get our finances in order. Yeah. Maybe get crazy nails, maybe bought a new car, maybe do different shit, right? Who yep. cares? You buy a watch, you buy a, a high expensive car. There's going to be somebody else in this audience that says, that's fucking stupid. You don't need to do that. And what would your reaction be? Hey, I work for the money. You do what you do with your money and I'll do what I do with mine. I, I, I don't begrudge anybody for the fact that they have $250,000 that if they want to chase a dream of seeing Titanic, it's not my dream, but if it's theirs, who the fuck am I to tell them? And yeah. this idea that the air is slowly going out and it doesn't feel like anything can be done, dude, that's sad. And a father-son, Dave, you're right. Well, dude, right now, we're as we do the show right now, there's less than 15 hours of air left. Dude, I heard, see, I've heard different things because the first report I heard was 2 a.m. our time and then I heard Thursday afternoon. But you're right. Yeah. No matter what, it's closing quickly. Now, yeah. we don't know hypothermia. You've heard reports that it could have imploded. I mean, terrible, terrible things. I think when somebody goes on national TV and says, well, you know, this would be a horrific way to die. Oh, you think so, doctor? <laughs> you think so? That's pretty insightful. Uh, who booked you? Um, <laughs> like, why even do that, right? Yeah. And, but again, it's not, it's not even about that. It's about the people that take glee. Yeah. And what's happening to the, and if I see one more. No, you're more, right. It's all over Twitter. It's all over Instagram. If I see one more fucking thing about, you know, I wish the refugees, you know, the fucking refugees understood too, that there was a bit yeah. of a risk in what they're doing, but God bless them. Hopefully it works out. It's apples and oranges, man. And people take so much satisfaction because you're such a miserable fuck 
that you can't just look at the human side of that and realize that there are friends and family tonight that are absolutely being tortured and doing anything they can minute by minute, waiting to see if somebody they love comes back. Now, would you have signed the waiver that says, hey, you might die here, section two. This is another way you die. I probably It's written in there three times that you could die. On page one. Yeah, yeah, three times that you could die. But I I also know it's interesting. There's no guarantee that you would see the Titanic. Correct. And that's written in there, too. You still lose your 250000 even if you aren't able to see but the they, Titanic. But they reschedule yeah. and reschedule. And, and David Pogue said when he went with CBS, he got 37 feet down. It came back up. But the other thing that they said was not only the Titan, but there's a handful of these groups that do it. The one James Cameron was yeah. part of. That also has run into mechanical issues. Yeah. It happens across the board. It's not just unique to this particular company. And again, I watched this story. I was like, no way am I doing that. But Dave, I'll just say this. And and you wrote it today. I thought the timing of of what you wrote today, when you wrote about Josh and you said how lucky you are to have him as your best friend. Yeah. Everything, every opportunity you get to spend with him, every opportunity to make a memory, you do it. Of course, I do. You do. Right. And it, um, I'll be in San Francisco in two weeks, yep. going to ballparks. That's a little bit more traditional. But for that father and son that had the ability to say, hey, we're yep. going to go chase, and we're going to say we've done what, maybe, I don't know how many people have done it, 100, 1,000? More see people the, have been in outer space than have seen the Titanic. I, and they're, they're into it. Like I said, I don't know the gentleman who made the money. I don't know what he's done in his community. Who cares? It's not my, it's, but he's probably made a positive impact. He's trying to do something with his son and they do it on Father's Day. And you're just sitting there, man. Fuck. I, I don't know why it's just so hard to say, man, this fucking hurts. And I, I don't know any of the five people, yeah. but I'm a dad. And you just look at it and you go, holy shit. I don't know how you root against someone to, to die. They clearly are. Yeah, that's that's what's so crazy to me. I mean, I just first of all, I can't imagine being one of the people on there right now. Assuming everybody's alive right now, going, we're going to run out of air in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Just freaking the fuck but out. But what about food and water? Like, nobody, yeah. I've seen nothing yeah. that talks about food and water. Like, you've been down there. I don't think I'd even think about it if, if air was my concern. You know what I mean? Like, air is is everything. I don't know, man, I mean, but if, if it's drying out, yeah. right? Fuck, man, I don't know. It's, but, it's, it's fucking terrible. I, it, I was, they talked about hypothermia yeah. because of how far down. It's, pretty, it's interesting you brought this up because I haven't had this conversation with anyone. I actually just explained it to my wife two hours ago. She had no idea what was going on. And I was like, you know, thinking about the whole thing. And, and I'm going, I cannot believe that people are taking the opportunity to goof on these guys. Yeah. Like they're, they're, these are human beings. And, Ooh, this is a terrible way to die. The last thing... You must be better off dying in a fire than a slow death like this. Yeah. The the thing that it reminded me of yeah. when I started thinking, because I, like I said, maybe it's just because Kate and I just watched the story, but I re, it reminded me of a day I was at home. I think you and I were, were on KFMB, so we were the night show. Yeah. And it was the day of Payne Stewart. Oh, yeah. Remember That's Payne right. Stewart? Of course. And the plane... Something happened, and Payne Stewart and the pilot passed out. Yeah. And we knew. Yeah. We knew. And you were just waiting. And it was, 
So I'm sure there's somebody who thinks Payne Stewart fucked up because he didn't fly Frontier Airlines, right? I mean, that's the mindset. Yeah. You rich fuck, private plane. Yeah, there's goddamn people trying to walk across the border. I don't see any reports on that. Go fuck yourself, okay? And I remember... Seeing, When's the last time you told someone to go fuck themselves? i just now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I remember CNN had the, said that a military plane yeah. had gone up and could see, got so close yeah. that they could see Payne Stewart and the pilot were unconscious. Yeah. And they were literally helpless waiting for it to end like we all knew it would end. Needed Tom Cruise. Dude, I mean, and it's the same thing right here. When you realize we're in a military town, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, man, we're so lucky that they're all here. And when you realize that the greatest military in the world, for obvious reasons, right? It's not like it's needed. But even if they're fond, even if they're found, it's not that often that that the Navy has to dive down two yeah. miles. Like they don't know what they what they could do. It's yeah. just they're not ready for it. Nobody's pointing a finger at them. And it's just that terrible feeling of holding out hope yeah. and and hoping right against hope that something positive happens. But just when you scroll and just see how many people that are almost celebrating that, holy shit, man. Yeah. What a human how do you nature's live your life? bizarre. Yeah, human nature's bizarre. So last I saw it was the United States and uh, Canadian Coast Guard, right? I can't believe we, you know, uh, you know, there are people in poverty. We got all these resources being you. Sh- shut up. Like, <laughs> who the fuck is saying that? Dude, it's all over That's the crazy. place. Why, why would anybody say that? That's fucking nuts. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Dave. It's all over the place. Yeah. What else do you want them to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I drive, <laughs> this is not going to be popular, what I'm about to say. When I drive down the five freeway mm-hmm. and I look over at that Navy base and I see guys playing softball, a little irritates me a little bit. Get to work? Yeah. I'm like, hey, why don't we put the softball fields in the back? So everybody who's driving on the freeway is not watching these sitting there playing softball nonstop. You ever hear love it or leave it? <laughs> I've heard it from you to yeah. me. I love those guys. God bless them. I'd much rather have them out there being safe, knowing that if we get the call, they're ready to go, than have them have to react when we get the call, okay? Sorry you don't see it that way. Oh, you don't see it? Too many softball fields. Too many guys playing softball. Oh, okay. What should they be doing? Swabbing the decks? Push-ups. <laughs> Push-up and pull-up contest nonstop. To eating Frank and beans. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Chris Goode just walks through. Just sits there, chokes me out. It <laughs> just squeezes your head like a <laughs> Just takes you up front and says, you want to wrestle? Didn't he tell you that one yeah. time? 100%. That'd be great. I think he didn't even say wrestle. I think he said, you want to fight in the front yard, is what he said to me. Yeah. He just goes, you're a big boy. How big are you? <laughs> you want to fight in the front yard? I go, no. Come on. And I said, dude, if we fight in the front yard, we will not be friends after this. Do you understand? Well, he'll, he'll still be your friend. Uh, oh, he will be mine. I will have zero chance against him. And you'll be his friend. Oh, my God. You'll be bringing him egg salad sandwiches just so he doesn't kick your ass okay. again. You what guys will be fucking. What's crazier? What's crazier? The two things he said to me. One is, do you want to fight in the front yard? And he's dead serious when yeah. he's saying it. Or I could sneak in your house within eight seconds, find where you are, and kill you without you even knowing I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you should have said, yeah, let's go, man. That's fine. I think he would have respected you a lot more than he does now knowing you're a bitch. Dude, oh, 100%. No, there's no way. Dude, there's no positive of that. What if I did get a couple good punches in? Dude, it wouldn't have been good. That happen. He just was testing to see if you... Oh, was a bitch? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, the guy literally... We talk about him on the show all the time. The guy's well, a big-time Navy SEAL, but the guy yeah. is also not some, like guy where you walk in and go that guy's a navy seal and go really that guy's a navy seal yeah, no this guy yeah, yeah this guy looks like the gi joe doll yeah, well, yeah he's guy, huge. <laughs> he looks like the lincoln memorial <laughs> he's just granite it's not good not good next time i see him i'm gonna say that day when he called him if dave was like yeah let's go oh he was serious dude i don't think he would have i think he just was testing no nah, dude 100 he was serious i'm telling you he was 100 serious man when he said it he said shit like that all the time. That? You've been in that room where those yeah. people just all of a sudden start it's fighting great. for no reason. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they're, they're the greatest, man. Yeah. Just, didn't one guy tell you? Because if that guy says one more word, I'm going to yeah. fucking choke him out. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk to some guy who gave his opinion on a fight that Random night. guy that came in. Nobody yeah. of our friends. Yeah. And uh, thank God, man, I, w- I was lucky. We'd go watch these fights with like yeah. six Navy SEALs. Yeah. And, and it was so much fun. And there was somebody else in the. It wasn't. It wasn't anybody from our group. It wasn't Dale. It wasn't Costa. It no, wasn't no, anybody no. like that. There was somebody yeah. else in. That and talking. Hey, Some jerk off in the neighbor that ran his mouth. Hey, he was hey, like the guy in Die Hard that talks too much. Yeah. Finally gets killed. And and I got lucky because I'd worked with Dan Henderson. These guys yeah. all love Dan. Dan's very patriotic, former Olympian, and so we just hit it off and and. You, me, Costa, man, we love those guys. Like yeah. we went in, showed respect, right? And and we were we were accepted. Yeah. Till they wanted to fight you. And then uh <laughs> so this guy comes in. I'm telling you, it's the craziest one of the craziest things. And this guy just could not read the room. No. And he yeah, what did he do? Well, you know, work I don't even know, right? Probably probably worked at Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Busy day. <laughs> Making fourteens all day, making tuna salad sandwiches, right? Thinks he can and he and he just wouldn't shut up. And the one seal, I'm sitting on a couch and the seal is behind me on like a bar stool. Yeah. And Dave's exactly right. He leans into me and goes, If this fucking guy doesn't shut up, I'm gonna fucking take him out. Yeah. Hundred percent serious. And dude, I laughed because I laugh at all that shit. I was like, Yeah, it might just be time. <laughs> it might just be time. It would have been fun if you would have said it. Did either you do it or I do it? I was yeah. thinking the same thing. But uh Dude, okay, what room were you more nervous in or uncomfortable in? That room or being in Junior's room? When oh, we were invited to a sale. Uh well Junior's room was funny because Junior had been a friend for a long time. Um and that day I was fucking sweating it because the Vikes lose to the Giants and the Raiders lose to the Ravens. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me fucking hear the end of it. So he got me drunk with you on fig vodka peer pressured me into booking a super bowl ticket yeah. where i ended up getting my tattoo yeah and then he wouldn't shut the fuck up because the raiders and the vikings lost so that was an incredible yeah. day you I, me and and billy devaney yeah. and and junior in that i i was never nervous there no, i didn't think you were that's what i'm saying and, and i mean what? this guy's an all pro you know hall of famer yeah, but he, dude, he fucking was great to us. Like he was, he was great, and it was just one of the funniest days because he would not shut the fuck up about the Raiders just getting crushed. I remember when you got the tickets, you're like, I win either way. Either I get both teams in, or at least one team's in. I I had three out of four 
That's why I yeah. said to you and him. Yeah. I was like, look, because I was like, no, if you remember, okay, this is... 2001, wasn't it? 2001. AFC, NFC playoffs. Dave and I did Monday Night Football at Sales, the restaurant, and anybody who used to go in there, Junior had the bird's nest, and his office was up there. And he said, why don't you guys come down and hang out with me? We'll watch the games. Yeah. So me, Dave, Billy Devaney, and then inside, there were probably about half a dozen of the biggest Samoan guys I've ever seen. 100%. It looked like the Usos, Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, dude, all these guys, right? Yeah. And But we come in, like there's a girl at the door. You come in, and they, all of those guys just treated us like family. And we had a really good relationship with Junior. And he knew that we were Raider fans doing the Chargers show. And I think there was a part of him that thought that was pretty funny, that yeah. we could pull that shit off. Like, he was in on the joke. Yeah, he was never pissed at us. No. And, uh, and he knew that I was a Viking fan. So I was like, we got there in the morning before the two games. I said, yeah, I'm thinking about booking a trip to Tampa. Yeah? And I said, well, come with Vikes and Raider fans. Three out of four, one of my teams is in. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to see the first. Just do it. Yeah. All right. So I book it, and now he starts, I mean, food up there, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Food's incredible. It's great. And we're drinking beers, and I'm living in La Costa at that time. You're you're down here. Yeah. And uh, so we're just kind of having beers and food, and now the Vikes just start getting smoked and uh, by the Giants. I think that was the first game. Doesn't matter. And he's laughing his ass off. And he's like, hey, Raiders will, Raiders will take care of you. And now he starts coming around with fig vodka. I mean, dude, I'm not a vodka guy, number one, but I'm especially not a fig vodka guy. Yeah, it was Belvedere, I remember. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, June, man, I'm drink it. Hey, uh, you know, one more one. He'll take the edge off. I'm like, ah, oh, the gasoline, man. <laughs> Remember that? Dude, it was it was so great because you turned to me after doing the first shot and you're like, dude, I'm not drinking more of this shit. Yeah. And, and then and you're like, I think he said it tastes like Windex. I'm not drinking this shit. Dude. And then he goes around. He has to make the rounds around right. for him for everyone else. And he comes back to you again. Right. Yeah. And you're like, Junior, I'm good. Fucking no, you aren't, dude. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> and I'm looking at you like, I thought you said you weren't drinking anymore. Fuck. Dude, he made the rounds how many times on you? Maybe dude, four like, or five times? Oh, my least, God, dude. It was at least. Holy shit. In but, a row. Every time you're looking at me, I'm not drinking this shit. Fuck this. You were so pissed. And then. Drink dude, it. Dude, that's how he just keeps yelling at me. It was like me. a bad after school special. Dude. <laughs> but, but the thing was, again, that part of it was. But the rest of it, you're just hanging out yeah. with him. That was cool as hell. And Billy. Yeah. Watching the games. Just bullshitting. Yeah. His his buddies were as cool as could. Like, it was an amazing day. It was. because and, and just to take people back to this, Billy here is, you know, basically a general manager in the NFL. Yeah. And you, then you have, and you're watching these playoff games with the GM. Only mm -hmm. at the time, what, 32 of these jobs, 30 of these jobs. Yeah. 
And you're looking at Junior, who's the one who's hosting us, who's arguably top one or two defensive players in the whole league. Yeah, one of the top two players. Yeah, I mean, in it, was, the it was a day never to forget. It was like we, we wouldn't have been anywhere else with that invitation. Right. And and Billy with Bobby and, and Dick Daniels drafted them. Yeah. So, and they, we just hung out. It's, it's kind of like we talked about with Yaffe the other day. The, the thing that was cool about that and why the game has changed so much is because they knew anything that was said yeah. in that room, anything that was done in that room, wasn't leaving that room. I yeah. wasn't go out exactly. on KFNB and be like, oh, we sat there and did 27 yeah. shots of Belvedere. You, you weren't going to do it. No, there were no smartphones, any of that shit to get you. Even if there was. Yeah, we, we wouldn't were, have, but you don't know about anyone else. But right. they, either way, you felt you was comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and just... Incredible. So yeah, to to be able to have that situation, but um, yeah, and just sit there and then have the Raiders and the Vikes lose, and have God damn, yeah. I mean, you just gotta wear it. But yeah. it was so fun. I mean, we had such a great time, and he's like, "You're gonna have a great time." I'm like, "I'm gonna have a fucking horseshit time." <laughs> the fuck am I? Giants and Ravens. But it ended up uh, that I took my brother yeah, you had with a great me. Time. And I ended up getting my brother in and on the field yeah. afterwards. And it's the last Super Bowl that I've actually gone in for. And I, I don't see us ever applying yeah. for a credential again. No. But we went to 49. We went to 50 and a couple others. And I said, no, I'm good. And yeah. the, the last Super Bowl I was ever at, I was on the field with my brother That's and cool. Jay Moore yeah. and the Raven. Yeah. We have pictures. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's it. Fuck it. It was perfect. But, but it was just one of those things. We were kind of saying when you had that opportunity yeah. to have experiences like this father and the son had, man, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize them because they had an opportunity to do something they wanted to. No. Do you ever think about how time's running out? Not because you're getting older or going to die or anything like that, but the fact no. that you realize your kids will, you know, whether they're, they're going to be involved in, you know, college, they be involved in girlfriends, be involved in having their own kids one day oh. that you become secondary. Yeah. You know, do you think you think about that stuff at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it all changes. It's really weird is that when it kicked in is uh, when I got to ask Ernie about this. Yeah. Um, do you see that maniac today? Dude, that was hilarious. They let you wear shorts in your work? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if just Ernie I was more worried it. about the cardigan. <laughs> Turn him into HR. So he walks in. I posted a picture. Ernie Martinez works with me at Upper Deck. Yeah. And it's great. Mark Wilkins is there from Mad Friars. Sam Nair is there. It's great. Like, I'm pretty excited about some of the people we have in-house. And Ernie uh, Martinez, who we love around here. Yes. Strolls in, gives me the on my office door. And I realize he's got a cardigan on and gray shorts. So I go, hey, fuck's your story? I go, what time's the fireside chat? President Martinez. I go, what the, I go, get in here. Right now, I got to post this picture. And uh, But the thing that, why, I, I mean, yeah. it's just the greatest. He's so happy. He's having so much fun. My team trash talks him every day because they love him. And he's, he's beloved in our building. Yeah, he's great. And as I posted, we absolutely stole him away from 1360 and those idiots at iHeart. Because in our building, he's just beloved. He's absolutely beloved. And whether I'm goofing with him or Jimmy Hughes is goofing with him, he just is great. And he's killing it. But yeah, yeah he comes strolling through today in a cardigan. 
Oh, my gosh. Like he was Hugh Beaumont. He goes, hey, it's my Dick Van Dyke look. (laughs) That is so damn funny, man. That is so fucking funny to me. I got to ask you about a a player in baseball, all right? Just because we're watching the Padres and Giants. Padres, we'll get into them in a second here. Mm -hmm. But Luis Arise, okay? (laughs) The kid kid from the Marlins. Yeah, how'd how'd they get him, Dave? Oh, my God. Well, from the Minnesota Twins. Oh, is that right? All right. The reason I want to ask you the question is because everyone knows, if you're paying, if you're a big-time baseball fan, you understand Mm -hmm. this kid's pushing 400, okay? Just an amazing hitter. Kept a reminder. People don't realize he kept Aaron Judge from the Triple Crown last year. Because he won the batting crown as yeah. a member of my beloved Minnesota Twins. Exactly right. So here's the, here's the interesting. We love Tony Gwynn in San yeah. Diego. Always will. You know, Mr. Padre. And you watch the game today and you see, you know, they'd outlaw the shift and everything. And people always wonder, you know, how would a guy like Tony Gwynn play in today's game? How important would what Tony does work in today's game where strikeouts are like crazy and they you know play for the home run? Mm-hmm. Every team does it. And you, you kind of wonder, well, Rise kind of reminds you a lot of Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy watching him. I know you watch him because you, you watched his career. But they did, there was a side-by-side comparison of the two players. And Rise is only, like, 26, about to be yeah. 27. You know, do you realize his numbers are better than Tony Gwynn's numbers? Pretty insane, It's right? insane. I mean, as great as Tony was, this kid's numbers are better than his. Is he a guy that, for you as a baseball fan, is he appreciated yes. in this game? Oh, by, I think by so. Nationally. You and I appreciate it. Because we know how tough it is to, to hit. Right. We watch these guys, and we love the art of hitting, whether it's Rod Carew or Tony Gwynn, guys we grew up watching. I think now, I don't know that people, realize myself included, is. a year ago with the Twins, were yeah. watching, and you go, okay, that's great. Yeah. Like, you're paying attention. And I remember when the Twins reluctantly traded him. But they, they went out, they got Pablo Lopez. Yeah. They needed a legit guy that they thought could be a front-of-the-rotation guy. And they got a couple of other prospects in the deal. Like the Marlins, I think it was a three-for-one deal. Not a deal that you really wanted to get. I mean, yep. you're trading the American League batting champion. He, he beat Aaron Judge for the Triple Crown. Like, he, he's not a fluke. But the other thing that, that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago and why he's been really, really fun is our friend Glenn Geffner uh, writes a baseball newsletter every day. And I subscribe. I, it might be $5 a month. I just paid 45 and a lot of what Glenn writes is across baseball and it's really good and informative. But there are plenty of days because Glenn's a former voice of the Marlins yeah. where it has a Marlins angle to it, as you can imagine, as you can imagine, and Arise has been front and center. Yeah. And so I'm literally just as a lot of you get the Kevin AC or the AJ Casavell newsletter, Jesse Agler doesn't write it as much as he was. But where we're getting those Padre newsletters, uh, Geff is doing a Major League Baseball. It's probably about 20% yeah. across the game and 80% Marlins. And at the start, I was like, okay, I'd kind of skim it. And now I'm like, oh, I want to pay attention because yeah. Skip Schumacher has those guys playing great baseball. And so, yeah, Dave, I have. And when you see the numbers that multiple five-hit games, and it's really him and Tony and Ichiro yeah. are the only three guys that have done it. Come on, man. that That's pretty special. Pretty, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Pretty incredible. So, here you go. Just just to uh, show you what we're kind of talking about. And if you're a baseball fan, if you aren't paying attention, it's worth paying attention to. Uh, 1,737 plate appearances. Gwen and Arise both have the, the same exact number to start. All right? Okay. Hits Tony at 5'11". Arise has 5'03". Okay. Batting average, Tony was 322. Arise, 321. 
Okay. Wow. On base percentage, a rise is better at 381 to 372. Okay. Slugging percentage, a rise is better 417 to 410. And on base percentage, it's a, a rise again, 798 to 781. So, I mean, this guy is the closest thing to Tony Gwynn that baseball has seen. Pretty cool, right? Pretty pretty cool. And I, and I always wonder, too, with Tony, I mean, because you got to remember, the Padre games start late for people on the East yeah. Coast. You know, the majority of baseball fans. And you wonder when the Padres are having those bad years, did the rest of the world understand how good Tony was from the very beginning or did it take a while to appreciate his career? Well, it did. And I think what happened, and it's just, man, I mean, it's incredible because you and I are sitting here talking about two guys that we were very, very fortunate to call friends. Yeah. Junior, but Tony was different for this show. I mean, we had a great relationship with Junior, but Tony was different for us, and yeah. we were incredibly lucky to have that. Tony being the guy that he was, was so beloved around baseball. He was such a natural, charismatic personality with the laugh. And and then when you had guys that loved him, like a Greg Maddox would love him, or Smolds, or yeah. different guys that would come around and tell different stories about him, um, it helped a lot. And, and I mean, I remember, Dave, it's funny, people always wonder about Randy Jones, yeah, right? Randy won the Cy Young. Really good article the other day Kirk Kenny wrote about his 50th anniversary since his first game. Randy's one of those guys, I think one of the few guys to close an all-star game and then start the following year's all-star game. Like, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Won the Cy Young and... uh and was just kind of a guy that we viewed as as our guy, just yep. our guy. And I think Randy, in a lot of ways, as a very humble guy, viewed himself as just a San Diego guy. One night at KFMB, we put Pete Rose on the air, who, in case you haven't uh, heard, for 85 bucks, he'll sell you baseball. It says he's sorry he gambled on baseball. <laughs> um, and Pete came on and realized... Randy was on, and Pete was so great telling stories, and he said, hey, I don't want to cuss, but I hated that little shit. Yeah. You know, he's throwing that dinky ding, and, and he said, I yelled at him, like, hey, throw it. And Randy's just dying laughing, because Randy, you all know, I, yeah. I can't imagine there's anybody in this audience that has not at one time shook hands with Randy Jones, especially when he was in full uniform at Qualcomm Stadium. You guys know he's humble. Yes. No ego. Amazing guy. And Randy just got the biggest kick out of it. Like Pete, Pete did him a, a good. Yeah. And Pete meant it. Oh, he did. He said he was the, the Loved worst. Loved him. Yeah. I mean, literally, if, if Pete Rose faced Randy every day of his career, yeah, he'd he would have been out of baseball. Yeah, hit about 180. And he was so funny, like, in, in telling those stories because he said them with love and respect and just called Randy every name in the book. And then you had other guys doing that for Tony. Yeah. But I think the other thing too, Dave, is, I mean, people know the story. Tony was known as a hitter, but was embarrassed by his defense and would sit out there and practice every day, right, with, with balls off the right field wall and five-time gold glove. And, I mean, we've seen the throw, the yeah. play at the All-Star game and and – different things like that. And I think once Tony upped his game and starts winning multiple batting championships was the personality, the, the interviews with Ted Williams, even though 
I think most people knew who Tony was by that point. Yeah, I mean, he, dude, he was loved, and he should have been. He was amazing guy. When you watch this Padre team right now, as we're watching, it's uh, late in the game. Padres in game three against the Giants are down 4-2. Yeah. If they lose tonight, three straight losses to a team inside your division. Yeah. The first two games feel like you should have won. Right. You're obviously the biggest fan in this room. When you look at this team, what's, what's missing with this team? Why is this team struggling? Uh, it's It's funny... There's something going on in there, right? I'm yeah. not I'm not around them day to no. day. Man, they are just I don't know. I mean, I I think listen, uh, Julio Tehran yeah. who they had available just sitting there in the minors. And fucking AJ Preller is such a dipshit. He signs Matt Carpenter to a 2-year deal. Uh, the problem's Preller, dude. At yeah. the end of the day, it's Preller. Yeah. He does not know how to put together a roster. And I'll tell you the other thing, Bob Melvin doesn't know how to work a fucking bullpen. That that's where we got spoiled with Boach. Yeah, Boach ran the bullpen, and on the topic, of- honestly, arguably maybe the best in the history of baseball. Because right. look, that's the one fault they would say of Dusty Baker. Right, it took Dusty Baker forever to win a World Series because he couldn't run a bullpen. And Bob Melvin's terrible. Yeah, at least he's in the in the midst of a terrible stretch. And if if you know that Martinez has pitched two days in a row, and you know Haters pitched two days in a row, why are they both or a day or whatever? To continue to use those guys and realize you got to have some option at the back end. Yeah. Because Garcia is not the answer. No. But one thing last night that I saw on social media that now is out because Bob's not having the best go of things. And I saw a bunch of you take the narrative that A.J. Preller didn't hire Bruce Bochy because... Uh, he didn't. He didn't want to deal with Boach. He didn't want that. That, the, he, that you're saying because the ego might be too big. That that the the narrative last night on social media yeah. was that AJ was afraid. Afraid. Well, listen, man. Say what you want about Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin's not going to get pushed around. He's been there a whole lot. But then there's this long thread that goes on and on and on about how bad Boach wanted the job and that Preller flat out squashed it. So let's go back to when the baseball winter meetings were here. The baseball winter meetings were here in December. Yeah. We had the opportunity, me, Dave, Katie Temple, Dave's son, Josh, my son, Jack, to go upstairs to the top of the Hyatt yeah. and have a beer with Boach. We're sitting there. We're just talking. We're having a good time. I said to Boach, did you want this job? Did you talk to anybody? Did they talk to you? And he said, no. They did reach out. But I had just had knee surgery, and I was in no position to do this job. And I said, did you meet Preller? He said, Dave, you were sitting right there. He said, Preller was great. That Pete Seidler was great. They were all, Eric Gruppner, were great. But he said, I was not healthy enough at that time to pursue it. Said it was never offered to me. They did talk to me, but I couldn't have done it. And then he immediately said, man, they got an unbelievable guy in Bob. Because Bob was the manager of the A's. Boach is the manager of the Giants. Boach could not have done it. If they had said, we want you to be the guy, what he told me, 
Not on the air. Dave's sitting right there. Jack's sitting right there. Katie's sitting right there. They'll all vouch for it. Yeah. So my knees weren't up to it. I couldn't have taken it. AJ Preller was great. I enjoyed talking baseball with him. And I enjoyed my conversations with Pete Seidler and Eric Gruppner. But never, never went past it. He goes, I just, I wasn't healthy enough to do it. No. And but here's my feeling with Bruce. He doesn't have any animosity towards the Padres at all. None. None towards AJ. Yeah. None towards, I mean, he loves Bob Melvin. Yeah. They've been buddies a long time. None towards Gruppner. Yeah. Seidler said they were great. And, and he could not have said enough. I mean, yeah. now, again, they're just coming off when they had appeared in the National League Championship Series. It's not what they're currently going through. But Boach couldn't have said enough. Good. He doesn't live here anymore. He moved no. to Nashville. He's yeah. out. And that's a, another thing. I think he's moved on a lot with his life. He doesn't have a home here anymore. He lived, right. As you said, he lives in Nashville. I asked him, I said, are you going to get a place in Dallas? He goes, no, because I'm still living in Nashville. It's only yeah. an hour flight. I mean, yeah. And we really, he's, he's, he has completely moved on with his life and the things he likes to do. And Probably the it, American League manager of the yeah, year. And, not even close, right? Right. And if it's if it wasn't for Chris Young, I'm not even so sure he would have come back. I think Chris, Ron, Chris Young was everything. Because of their friendship. Exactly. It's a different story, and out of respect, I won't go into it. When you talk to him about the Sandy Alderson, yeah. right? Kevin was here. That yeah. I mean, they thankfully you know got it worked out. Uh, John Moore's. That's yeah. a different thing. The yeah. way it ended with Boach, ah, uh, that's a different thing. But he ended up in San Francisco. He wins three World Championships. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But if you see that narrative on Twitter that AJ, look, AJ may not be able to build a roster and may have fucked a lot of things up, but he did not. If Boach was healthy and ready to go, it's my opinion, he probably would be the manager of this team. I agree. And here, here's also uh, the deal. I'm not going to give you the team name. You know the team name, Jeff, but I'm not going to say it here because Boach hasn't said it. He did have one dream job. Yeah. Remember, he has one dream job yeah. in his mind to manage one day told his agent there's one team that i would be willing to come back and coach with yeah and not when i say come back come back to baseball not he's, right. he's never managed this team before and uh then th i don't blame him i mean the team he named was was a team that you could go i could see that yeah montreal Did, expos <laughs> so no one freaks out it's not the doctors you assholes no, can you okay. imagine <laughs> oh my uh, god no dude who, which fan base would freak out more the Me? giants or padres I would no, have kicked it right it's, in that it's, bed. It's not, it's not the no. Dodgers, but there, but that, there's one dream job that he always had. Yeah, in his mind, that he said that would be the one. So when he took the Ranger job, I, I, I'm just glad that he's managing again, yeah. and, and I, I can't believe the success he's having. I'll be honest with you, I just looked at that Rangers team and was like, "There's no fucking way you can beat the Astros." He, I asked him, yeah, sitting there, they, he was getting ready. He was flying home the next day to announce to Grom, yeah. And I said, how you like your club? And he said, I think we're okay, but we're probably year one of like a three. Because he said, yeah. I can't be here forever. Yeah. And he said, I like kind of where we're at. We're probably a year or two out. I swear to God. Fuck, Dave, I'm trying to think. When do we meet him? 94, 95? I mean, it yeah. was before we started yeah. doing the show. We knew each other. But if I don't know, like... I don't know when I have laughed as much as I laughed today when you watch the entire play develop with Jonah Heim blocking the plate yeah. against the White Sox. I think Awful Announcing has the entire clip. 
And Boach is in the dugout. It's a stupid thing like happened tonight with Gary Sanchez, where Major League Baseball has just fucked up. You know, the days of Pete Roy, uh, Pete Rose running over Ray Fossey are never going to happen again. Yeah. And Boach is a former catcher. Not only that, the rule is because of Boach and Posey. Oh, yeah. The, I well, mean, that's that's the rule. Posey got yeah. lit up, and Boachy lost his best player, and they changed the whole fucking rule. Broke his leg, right? Yeah, it's out for the whole year. Coming off one in a World Series. So the White Sox had a situation today where there's a play at the plate. Jonah Heim, the catcher for the Rangers, blocks. To me, it's clean. Uh, makes the tag. They review it in New York, very similar to the Gary Sanchez play, and it gets reversed, and the run scores. Steve Stone says on the White Sox broadcast, man, I don't know how you reversed that, but I'm glad we did. So then they cut to Boach. And Boach is in the dugout, and he's leaning on the railing. And he's got the glasses on. And the first thing that happens is the hat comes off. And he's looking around, Dave, because you and I have been fortunate enough to sit in Boach's office at Petco when I'd ask him or you'd ask him, hey, man, what happened with that bullpen? And he kind of looked, he, well... You know, uh, fuck. Uh, we got, fuck, I got nobody. I don't know. You got any strikes in that fucking arm of yours? Because I don't have shit. And uh, so I just, have you seen the clip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's so fucking funny. And it's so boached to the T. And then he, they, they change the play and he sits there for a second. And then he determines he's coming out. Yeah. Well, I just told you, his fucking knees are so bad, and they yeah. were even more fucked up. And Steve Stone, that fucking idiot, goes, well, here comes Boach as fast as he can. <laughs> it's the greatest, because Boach can't move can't anymore. Move. It looks like Zimmer coming out. He does. And Boach just starts lighting into this umpire, and Steve Stone and, and uh, Jason uh, Benetti, I just fucking die, right? Well, Boach is going to get his, oh, fuck. It's a mad, automatic ejection. If you, just like Melvin today, if yeah. you argue a call from New York, you're, it's automatic out. And I'm just, I'm telling you, like he's, I don't know Bobby Cox. I never met Bobby Cox. I never yeah. met Earl Weaver or any of these guys. But we've been so fortunate to know him. And when I'm just watching, Dave, I'm sure your reaction, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's such fucking bullshit. Dude, I am just at my desk dying because he's so mad. And then all of a sudden he just stops and just kind of walks back. You know, the knees, the hips. Oh, he's waddling back. If, if a guy walked the way Bochi walks out of a bar. Oh, yeah. A cop would pull you over. Just think there's no way. That's how banged up he is. It's Okay, here's the funny thing about Bochi. I, I thought about this on Sunday when I was at Dodger Stadium. You ever go up to a Dodger Padre game? And then look for Boach before a game, and you, you can't find him because he's Boach used to literally jog around Dodger Stadium in the parking oh, yeah. lot. And I, he'd come back all sweaty. You sit down, talk, and I'd go like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, I ah, guess I run three times around the fucking Dodger Stadium. I'm like, "That's yeah. a long fucking run," <laughs> but it's straight cement. I'm like, "No wonder he's broken down. No wonder his yeah. hips and knees are all fucked. He's running on this shit his whole life." But he's 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 such a good guy. I wish he was here, Ben. But you called it when we made our predictions. On what was going to happen this season, Jeff picked the Rangers to finish in first. I'm going to book him here. Look Tell at, him again. Yeah. I'm going to get a hundred percent. Yeah, get a, Rangers jersey. Fucking, I think second to last in front of A's. Hey, I w I will say this too because yeah. there's another guy, and we all love this shit. I think it's on the Athletic. There's this really funny article. They went with Phil Nevin. Yeah, and they watched. They sat down with Phil, and watched. 
all the clips of his ejections. Yeah. And if you read it on The Athletic, I'm pretty sure they include the links so you can watch him get ejected. And it's funny as shit because we know Phil. Phil is a guy like Boach is pretty mellow. Phil is absolutely a take no bullshit guy, but Phil's a really, really good dude. Well, to you. He was. I, dude, I dig Phil. Yeah, I, I, I like I, him a lot. I and, don't. Well, that's why I like him even more. <laughs> but he tells his story in there about getting ejected, his first time getting ejected from Bill Welke, who now has retired. And it's just, and they interviewed Bill Welke about it. Yeah. And Phil is watching the clip and he's like, I think Bill threw me as a player and he throws me here. But he talks about, and I think this is why Andy Green never got it. I don't know. I don't remember Tingler getting thrown out. But Phil talks about when you get thrown um, the next day, how important he felt it was to seek out Bill Welke and make sure everything was cool. Yeah, you want to clean the game the next day. And Welke was like, dude, no problem at all. We're good. And and it just talks about, like, I don't know if it was said the day after, but they're both saying that they're still right today. Yeah, oh, that's like, funny. Like, but... I just, I thought that was so cool that Phil said, like, it was important to me that I went and saw Bill and said, hey, man, we good? And they'd known each other a long time, player, the yeah. whole thing. Well, it was like 100%. Like, now, whether or not anybody holds a grudge, there may be other umps that may or not. But I just, I thought it's really cool, and it's a great read. Like, as sad as I am about the athletic cutting whatever they just cut, 20 people or 20% of their staff. There is still shit on that website that's really fun to watch. But I would think it's the same thing with Boach. Like, Boach gets thrown out, they yeah. come back. And I just, I think if Andy Green came back and tomorrow, like, said anything, they'd probably be like, just get the fuck out of here, Andy. <laughs> like, there's, my favorite clip of Andy is when David Ross gets thrown out as manager of the Cubs and Andy is now the bench coach. And there's a play at second base yeah. with Tom Hallion. There's an unbelievable clip of Tom Hallion mic'd up with Terry Collins. When Terry yeah. Collins is manager of the Mets, I think Syndergaard throws at somebody. Throws at Chase Utley. Yes. Tom Hallion is umping at first. He's mic'd up. He's saying to Syndergaard, hey, look, we had to call it, man. We had to call it. You know, they're watching me. They're calling it. And then Terry Collins gets heated. And you hear that swish, swish, swish as Tom Hallion runs over to kind of get be between Terry Collins and and uh, the, the other umpire. God damn it, Tommy. He's yelling at him. I know, Terry. I know. But they're watching. Like, it's fucking yeah. great. You had a chance and you missed him. Yeah, because you could tell there's respect. So if we're yeah. in the stands, we're like, oh, these guys are laying into each other. Terry Collins is fucking pissed, but he, he respects Tom Hallion, you could tell. Tom Hallion's giving him that chance and just kind of making sure, right, break it up. Yeah. Watch that thing first, because that's when you look at it and you go, all right, Tom Hallion's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I like that. And then watch the Andy Green clip. Because Andy Green comes running out to challenge something. John Boy does the breakdown, the lip read. Yeah. And Andy Green starts running, and Tom Hallion's basically, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, basically. Shut the it. fuck up. 
And Andy Green is ejected and is walking back with the third base umpire. He doesn't have to talk to me like that. <laughs> and, and it's so great. Because Tom Hallie is just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, you know the game better than me? Fuck you. He doesn't have to talk to me like that. And he's like... And, and I guarantee you there's yeah. never been a time... I, I think Tom Hallion's still in the game. But I guarantee you... Um, like, he doesn't have that yeah. issue with Nevin. Yeah. He doesn't have that issue with Boach. No. Terry Collins. No. But a little fucking twerp. You know what's funny? Like it, Andy Green. Yeah. Doesn't have the respect of the umps. You gotta have that, right? All right, let me ask you this question. Because you and I love when baseball guys get together more than any other sport. The mm -hmm. stories, everything else. So, I, I found it fascinating when we were at the Bochy in uh, December that Bochy, Corey Seager, and Dave Martinez, the manager of the Nationals, all live in the same neighborhood. Oh, yeah, funny. Yeah, like, so I wonder, do you think those guys ever, like, get together? Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to be, I mean, kind of crazy, right? Dude, I mean, you saw it. We yeah. get on this elevator. It's Dave, Josh, me, Katie Temple, my son, Jack. Boach, and we look. There's another dude on the elevator. Yeah, and I just said, "Hey, Dave." Yeah. He goes, "Hey, how are you guys?" I'm Dave Martinez. It's Dave Martinez, yeah. but nobody recognized him. And you're no. like, "Hey, tell him your Cub story," and uh, just the nicest guy. Yeah, and then right? we found out in the elevator that him and Boach were neighbors. Yeah, yeah, and, and just, Boach said, "Hey, we'll hang out." Yeah, that, that was kind of wild. I I, just, I don't know. I just think that here, both World Series champions. Yeah. But I think Boach is the guy. I think Boach is that guy uh, that people are probably drawn to. Yeah, well, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, you know when you manage against Boach, you know he's going to be in Cooperstown. And just like the coolest dude. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, funny as fuck. Yeah. But he probably, you know, he, he told a great story, too. He said at a certain point he stopped. He just, he didn't like going, like I said, you ever go see Gabe Copper? No, no, no. That's his yeah. team now. Exactly right. No. Even though he was working for the Giants. Yeah. I was like, really? But I think, could you go back into that office after you've been the guy there, no, after you've had weird. everything? Well, also, I, I agree with what he said. You can't make Gabe Kapler feel like, I did this job and I did it better. Everyone knows I did it better than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? He gave him the respect of not going in there. Manager to manager. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why he's a Hall of Famer, man. Yeah, I thought that was, that was outstanding. One of the things that's funny is you and I will text certain guys that we know, you know, not to, to name drop, but Bochy's one because we're talking about him. And when Bochy got the job with Texas, you know, he's sitting there writing back and forth, just like you and I write back and forth. Yeah. And I said to him, man, they got to get you some pitching. And, man, he just stopped writing. And I was yeah. like, that's what I was like, DeGrom's coming. Yeah, as soon or as you it, overstepped it, your it, boundaries. Well, because normally he'll tell you everything. And as soon as I said you got to get pitching, and then when we saw him, he's like, and there's more on the way. And Evaldi was coming, too. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he, he knew. He knew when he got the job what the Rangers were going to do for him. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, of course, man, we talk about him all the time. He's been with us for a long time. He does great things. I'm always proud to give Dan Williams' phone number out because he's going to take care of you as a listener. We're approaching the summer home buying season. Trust me, it's going to get crazy. Interest rates are going to come down, which, of course, will drive up demand, hence home prices. People need to be qualified with a team like Dan Williams and Brian Curry who are working together. Get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financial of the home buying. Get, don't get outbid like so many home buyers did in 2020. Call Dan Williams today, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. It's one of those things we talk about because finances have to be in order. So today, Dave, make the car payment. It's all good, right? Yep. 
Because coming up on the 1st, uh, me, my boys, flying up, uh, going to the Bay Area to to go visit MLB ballparks. So we're going to see the A's. Yeah. Then we're going to see the Giants. You're going to bring your scarf like Scam- Scanlon? It's, I love Scanlon. For Christ's sakes. Scan, what's he doing? He looks like, Scan looks like he just walked out of the J. Crew catalog. Jesus. Uh, looks cold. Look at these two assholes. They're <laughs> <laughs> showing Don in mud. Um, but you have to have your finances in order. Bills are paid, the whole thing. The other great thing about this is one of my favorite people in the world, the great Joe Carlo, hits town tomorrow morning. Coming in from Toronto, she's never been here. Yeah. So some of the different things. Okay, asshole, you happy now? I hope. We're going to go to the Turf Supper Club. Good you ever, for you. You ever been to the Turf? I have not. Hiccups. have not. The Turf has been around for 100 years. And I said to her, for some people, it's not their thing. But I knew for her it would be. The Turf, it's got that old school 50s kind of swinger. Jesus Christ. Would Todd Gloria go there? No. Just take her by the water. Hang on. Fuck. Where's this place? Oh, dude, it's beautiful. Where? Right at the top of Bankers Hill. Okay, that's fine. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got the old school neon sign when you come in, but the piano bar Sunday night. Oh, Christ. But. Dantana over here. But check this out. <laughs> go ahead. There's no way you'd go. No. But I said it to her. She goes, that's us. Okay. We're in. At the turf, the filet mignon is like 15 bucks. And it's this beautiful cut of steak. $15? What the hell? Yeah. How could it be 15 bucks? Because we're grilling it in the middle. Oh, Christ. You're grilling did, your own food? Did you go to one of these? Dude, I hate these places. Why do what you hate a it? scam. Dude, I'd stay home and cook my own fucking food. Why do you hate it? Because it's ridiculous. You go out to eat, you have people that serve you and make your own fucking food yeah. while you're talking and drinking. Well. Jesus this, Christ. This is what we do. I'm sad for her. She wants to go, you I, idiot. I feel like I should, this is why I dropped the Mr. T line. Hey, woman. <laughs> so I said to her, this is why those places are great. Okay. Because if you actually know how to grill, you can just go in and blend in. Yeah. And I told her, Dave, it's like the square, right? And you just kind of hang out in the corner. Yeah. And then you watch the other people. Now, there could be kids there. And if a kid's throwing a burger on or doing whatever, you you just want to be polite without, you know, overstepping your boundaries. And you can help the kid out, right? Because kids want to help. But if mom and dad are over there pounding whiskey sours. Yeah. But then there's always the guy that thinks he's pretty cool. He thinks he's John Stamos in the group. And he throws that steak on. And you can pick him out from a mile away. Because he stinks <laughs> like Dracar. And all of a sudden, he's going to determine. First off, he starts flipping that steak a bunch of times. That's a first tell. And then he's trying to figure out if he should take it back to the table. So he's going to take that knife and ruin his $25 steak right there on the grill. Because he's going to cut right into it and everything's fucked up. <laughs> so now I'm with... Somebody like me that chirps a little bit and enjoys it. And I said, hey, do you want to go? It's like this old school throwback San Diego. So we're going to do a bunch of things. Cafe uh, 222, fun little breakfast place. We don't have to make our own breakfast. Thank God. Uh, we'll do night and day. A couple of other places. Christ sakes. You don't like night and day? It's fine. It's a, it's a getting diner. 
Yeah, where would you go? Dude, you don't her, even take leave her, the house. Take her. I'm just telling you right now. Take her to sea level. Take her to Miguel's or Brigantine right on oh, the water. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah, just somewhere yeah. which you can see how great it is, looking at the boats and the skyline. Our skyline's underrated. I agree. Okay. She'll see it tomorrow flying in. But <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. Like that's going to be the only time she sees She'll here. see Balboa Park, too. Just look out the window. <laughs> but um, the weird thing is she's coaching. Yeah. Uh, she's the trainer for Team Jamaica. Did you see Fox 5 tonight? I did. Shows Team Jamaica? I saw that. Loved it. I saw that. Uh, I just love that people are getting behind it. And if you notice, I told her, we haven't tagged her on anything. We just kind of, because the lacrosse, the Jamaican lacrosse team has yeah. no idea why we're all hyping them. That's why I think it's really fun. Because if we were like, oh, we're going to see Joe. Yeah. And they're completely stoked that this show's adopted them. That but, is funny. But the point of that being is that when your finances are in line, yes, you can buy the house. Yes, you can buy the car. And those are all important. But it's kind of nice when a friend comes to town and you have the money to do things you want to do in a limited amount of time. And it's one of the reasons why Dan's such a friend. Give him a call. 858-688-6813. You know, it's funny. Speaking of flying on uh, the 4th of July, I'm flying from Nashville to New York. And our plane takes off at 9 o'clock at night. That's when all the fireworks, you know, go off. Oh, that'll be nice. I told Reed, I go, it's like going to be like the Gulf War. It's going to look like people are shooting at us, like on CNN. <laughs> it's going to well, be it's weird think because about you're it. flying from the central time zone to the eastern East Coast, time zone. Yeah. But when I'm leaving Nashville, that's when all the fireworks oh, yeah. are going to be going off throughout the city. Like it's going to look like people are trying to shoot our plane down. Yeah, who the fuck booked that flight? <laughs> she did. Who do you think did? Who the fuck booked? The, I'll we, say that on the plane. Who yeah. the fuck booked this flight? Because we're flying. From San Francisco to San Diego that day. But yeah. our flight's at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Like a normal person? Yeah. Okay. Hey, when I mentioned Brian Curry's, I mentioned Brian and Dan are working together. Again, if you're looking to get the most for your home, Brian Curry's the guy. If you want to stay here in San Diego, Brian knows the neighborhoods better than anyone else. Man, as everyone knows, it is getting tougher and tougher to stay in Southern California. Why don't you give Brian Curry a call, see if he can make it happen for you. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, so many different neighborhoods. I'm trying to get around to as many of them as I can over the next 10 days. Her base is San Diego State, Dave. So her base yeah. is San Diego State. So as much as I would like to get up to Fallbrook, I don't care about Fallbrook. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of limited, but I do think that we'll have the opportunity to hit South Park, okay. Coronado, we'll okay. be in La Mesa a lot, uh, maybe PB, okay. downtown, we'll hit a few of those. Del Mar at all? Encinitas at all? Yeah, I hope so. It's just uh, kind of depending on work schedule, her schedule, yeah. the whole thing, but uh, I'll be really interested to hear out of all of those which one she comes out and says, man, that was the one. Okay. Because we're going to take her to a bunch of fun. No East County Poway shit. We're not doing that. No El Cajon? I, I, God, no. <clears throat> Fuck. Fuck are we going to do there? Steel, steel hubcaps? <laughs> Atlantic converters. Yeah. No, what are we doing El Cajon for a fun night out? Go to Santee Drive-In? Smoke a bowl? <laughs> Uh, no, we're not doing any of that shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll take her around town. But for you, if you have that neighborhood that you go, well, I don't need somebody to come to town to Toronto. I know where it is right now, and I want to move there as quick as I can. 
Uh, Brian Curry can help you. His number you need this one is 619-251-1588. I also want to mention Kyle Fluger again. Kyle Fluger has started his own business. This is what he's doing full-time right now. You want to get on his schedule, on his calendar as quick as you can. He can help you out with the websites, whether you need to repair them or you need to start a brand new one. He's the guy really proud right now what's going on with uh, Jake's Projects. Again, Jake's Projects helping kids, uh, give them the opportunity to play sports who otherwise couldn't afford it. And uh, our good friend, Lori Bertman, made a nice yes. donation. That was very, very cool to, uh, to Jake's Projects. Want to marry and thank her. Uh, Want to remember and thank her as well for helping out. But Kyle Fluger's number, again, for your website, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. If you're paying attention to the College World Series right now, please cheer for LSU. There's a kid named Kate on the team. Yeah. The the young man from Helix High School is on that team. Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson. But I love the fact that that our friend Skip Bertman, his daughter Lori, man, there was an unbelievable article that Lori put out on social media today that was written about the relationship between Lori and Skip. And Dave, you and I were saying um we we don't have daughters because they're basically maniacs. They <laughs> they just write things on social media and they make us very nervous. And uh you know, they're probably they probably make a lot more bad decisions than we do, and I, I don't know. We can't. We got stuff to do, games to watch. We can't always be there to clean up the mess, even for two uh, adopted daughters that we currently have. <laughs> but Lori wrote uh, or put today on social media an article about her her family. Her mom's fighting pancreatic cancer oh, right know. now. We send the best our our love and support to Mrs. Bertman. But the relationship between Skip and Lori is just the coolest. And, yeah. and as LSU's playing well, uh, they won last night. Uh, Wake Forest that? today. They were, I assume they won because I was watching all the way almost to the very end and they were winning against Wake Forest, the okay. number one seed. So, but it's double elimination. They've already lost. So they're, they lost uh, the first game out. But, um, yeah, Lori and the Bertman family are, are family to us. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep cheering for LSU. Absolutely. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going June 21st. We have three of them for you. Okay. First one is John Goodman. John Goodman. I just read a thing that said he's an incredibly nice guy. Dude, I want you to watch Righteous Gemstones. I think you'd like it. It'd be right up your alley. It's on HBO. I read this thing. It was about people that worked in restaurants and yeah. how they tipped and everything. It said John Goodman would come into this one particular restaurant and they would sit him back like where the staff ate so that he could just eat dinner and not be bothered the whole time. Oh, that's cool. And they said that he would just talk to the staff about what they were doing and chasing their dreams, and they were like, he was such a nice dude. Like, so many times people said they'd walk out of there almost in tears because he had them so motivated to be great, man. Does that shock you at all no, about John not at all. Not at all. Like, just seems like such a good dude. I'm yeah, gonna absolutely. Say, I'll say 75. John Goodman's a little bit younger than that, 72. Okay, uh, how about seventy million? You know, I would have guessed that number too. Forty-five million. It's that's says. good. Yeah, forty-five million for him. Okay. Next one up, Lionel Richie. Dude, how many people realize that in nineteen eighty-five, a young Dave Palais, eighty-six, 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 Palais and Dotseth were at the forum, the same almost concert. directly across from each other. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Same like concert. if Carl Walenda walked this straight tightrope, uh. Palais was there at the forum with Sheila E, right? Yep. She opened? December. Great. Ah, see, I wouldn't have had that. Yeah. That's good. Good move by you. I was there with Laura. By the way, happy birthday to our girl, Laura Daly. Oh, nice. Her birthday tomorrow. We won't tell you how old she is. 
Uh, 55. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Looks great. Yep. Looks great, man. Um, okay, Lionel Richie. I wonder if she knows Lionel. I should have had you do the 22nd. I wasn't thinking. Um, when we come back, I don't know when we'll be back because my schedule is kind of okay. fucked up, but we'll figure it out. Lionel Richie. Dude. I'll say 76. 75. Okay. Uh, wrote a lot of songs, man. Yeah. I'm going to say $140 million. $200 million. Dude, that's cool. I like Lionel. There you go. All right, Nicole Kidman, little Tom Cruise connection. I'm not a ginger fan. Can't, just can't. Uh, God. You ever see the movie To Die For? With no. Nicole Kidman? No. You'd like that. Matt Damon. Not Matt. Yeah, Matt Damon's in it. Yeah, it's it's good. Is it? I think it's the best movie she ever did. Yeah. It's basically about someone who wants to be famous. Oh. You know a lot of people like that. Yeah. Too many. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Boy, I felt like I just pulled the e-brake on that segment. Um, 52? 57. Uh, and I'll say... My God, I, I'd take Katie Temple to dinner for two weeks straight <laughs> as opposed to having to walk across the street to drop off mail at Nicole Kidman's. Um, term money, not Keith Urban's. No, right? I, I imagine so. She lives right by Bochy, too. $130 million. $250 million. Ah, still, yeah, still, still going Katie Temple. There you go. All right, here we go. Five random questions for you. Okay. Do you have all of your wisdom teeth? Uh, no, I don't have any of them. Is that right? Yeah. But I had, this is weird. Like, I got so lucky. Sorry, I was just thinking of a joke that I heard last week. It was awful. Yeah, my um, my dentist, the great Jeff Ruin yeah. in Encinitas, did, like, the best dentist in all of San Diego. And he was like, hey, I'm sending you somewhere else. Now, Dave, do you have a good dentist? I do. I think I do. How would hey, I know? But, you know, because you walk out of there and nothing hurts. And it doesn't yeah, hurt the next day. She literally tells me, don't be a puss. Like, she tells me I'm not oh. tough. Okay, so Jeff Fruin, gruff guy, used to work celebrities in Beverly Hills. Yeah. You would think that would be his game. He tells you, Dave, you got to go see him. He goes, don't be a hero. You're paying me. Like, I want you to come back. Like, don't be a hero. If you feel anything, put your hand up. I got more. I'll give you another one of these. <laughs> and uh, so I have a wisdom tooth out, and yeah. Fruin said, I'm sending you somewhere else. You were like, oh, no. Like a mechanic sending you somewhere else. You don't want to go anywhere else. And he sent me to a woman whose office was kind of between downtown and Hillcrest. Yeah. Dave, I'm telling you, man, I laid back. Cool. She was like, there's 50-year-old woman, right? Right? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Man, I, I never felt a thing. Yeah. I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing the next day. I mean, I've had more injuries clipping my fingernails <laughs> than I had with Fruin. And I wish I could remember her name. I would I would have been happy to mention her name. But she took my wisdom teeth out and I was good to go. I mean, I know people that have really, really struggled. But no, um, I think she took them all. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I have all four, believe it oh, or not. Oh, that's one. Uh, yeah, it is. When are they going to kick in? You don't seem <laughs> like be the brightest guy. <laughs> the joke I was thinking, I think I sent you the joke because I thought it was like something you would have said. Oh, you know, do you remember that joke I sent you? 
No. Get out of here. Geekster. Yeah, I gotta say the joke. Oh, yeah. Don't say Geekster. I gotta tell you now. The audience doesn't want to know what Mm -hmm. the fuck's the joke. The comment was a guy wrote, I think, on Twitter. He goes, man, today's teenagers have changed. I'm walking through the mall, and I hear one guy say to the other one, hey, tomorrow I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. He says, why? To make room for more dicks? (laughs) And I was like, that's such a Jeff line. Me? You would have stopped that line in a second. By the way, LSU won. So they got to play Wake Forest again, and the winner of that goes to take Florida on in the championship. Did I tell you, we were talking about working that liquor store. Did I tell you that joke that that guy said? I feel like I started to tell you the joke, and then we got lost. When the guy came in and and the guy, the suit guy said, hey, where are the parties at? Did I tell that? No, but you've told me the joke before. You can tell it right now. Go ahead. So I'm working the liquor store, Santa Fe Liquor, me and the great Marty Gallo. The guy comes in, like we said, he's kind of a yuppie guy. Yeah. And he's, I swear, if I just told this 10 days ago, I'm sorry, but I don't feel like I told it here. I can't remember what was on the phone and what was on the show. Right, that's the problem. And this yuppie guy comes in, there's a complete surf guy behind him. And the yuppie guy goes, hey, man, like, where are the parties at? And the surf guy's like, didn't you hear, bro? Party's in your mouth. Everybody's coming. And, dude, I laughed so hard, like, embarrassingly. (laughs) (laughs) The yuppie guy took, like, his Zimas and left. And I said to the surfer guy, like, you just crushed that guy. What? God, get the fuck out of here. So stupid. But yeah, that that joke, uh, yeah, I don't know that the wisdom tooth works, but um, that one for sure. All right, next question. What's the longest you'd be willing to sit on an airplane? Well, I feel like I, I airplane or a submarine? That's what I was just thinking going, fuck, dude. I wouldn't be on a submarine that long as those guys have. I was on a 13-hour flight to London four different times. That was pretty long That's to the long point time. that I was thinking about trying to get on the trip, the upper deck trip to Australia to watch the Kings in September. And then I came to my senses and said, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, depending on who I was traveling with, like if it was me, Jack Cade. Yeah. Going to London, go back, see my boy, Nick Albert. You know, he still lives over yeah. there. Yeah. I, I would, I would do the 12 hour flight again. Um, I don't know. Like, do you have any interest in going to Tokyo or some of these places you know, that are crazy? Long? I do, but I have zero interest in traveling that long. Like, I yeah. know eventually I'm going to have to go to Europe. I know my this sister goes lives in Africa half the oh, year. Oh, fuck. How long she, is that flight? It's like over 20 hours. Dude, she, Ernie invited us. Go down and do the show yeah. down there. It's Denny. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm not going to Africa. Yeah. Like, I realize I'm a five-hour travel guy. Five-hour yeah. flight to Hawaii. Five-hour yeah. drive to Phoenix. Five-hour flight to go. New York. That's a good point. I'm a five-hour guy. Do you mind... Uh, Joe's flying nonstop tomorrow, so yeah. she's flying nonstop. I'm Air a huge Canada. fan of nonstop. Nonstop's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, my friend just flew from San Diego to San Antonio, and Delta had her, man, yeah. running around, trying to find her bag and doing everything. And, I mean... I don't know what happened, but trying to get back and forth from San Antonio was a complete gong show. Um, so, yeah, I usually, I don't mind splitting it up. Like, I go to, I mean, San Francisco, we're just straight up. Chicago, I go to it in about five weeks. So that's straight through. Yeah. United? Uh, Are you taking United? No, I don't take United because okay. United's a ripoff. United charges well, you a, for everything. But they're hub Chicago. No, I, I go American because American looks out for me. And then, um, but for Toronto, 
like my buddies will fly that nonstop Air Canada flight, but I don't mind. I, I'll usually, I'll usually go American and go through Chicago because it's whatever that is, three twenty, and then uh, Chicago up north is like hour and change. But what makes no sense, like I tell you, when I book my trips, my flight, I'm always looking at two things. Yeah, trip duration number one is the biggest thing. And then are they sending me, like, is my connecting city on the way to my final city? Yeah. Because they love Delta will do That's it. American it. will do it. Just drop it in Atlanta and then bring it yeah. back. Yeah. And then, and then bring it to Toronto. And I'm like, I don't need to go there. Yeah. Or, or yeah. hey, you go San Diego to Miami and then Miami yeah. to Chicago. No, fuck that. <laughs> um, so as, as long as it's like uh, San Diego, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, yeah. Toronto, I'm fine. Uh, and I don't mind those, but yeah, I think you're right. Probably that five hour number is pretty good. That's about what anything I'm longer than that. You're like, oh yeah, boy, fuck me. All right, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I had to uh, listen, man. It cost me about seventy four dollars. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't give the seventy four dollars to the refugees. Okay, I was crazy. I spent seventy four dollars. And I fucking took an Uber one way from Dallas out to uh, Dealey Plaza. Okay. And went and was right back up on the grassy knoll and talked to those guys. Dude, I love it. Yeah, that's the one time I do believe in conspiracy theories is uh, JFK. What about, though, what about what RFK Jr. said about his dad getting killed? Honestly, I think he's horseshit. I think he's his father, man. Yeah, but he's fucking nuts, dude. The more he talks, the more I'm like, this guy's he's insane. He's married to Cheryl Hines. Yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. He, ah, he's a fu- that one's pretty good. I, I think he's a nut, dude. I think he's a nut. The more he talks, I'm like, this fucking guy. I thought that one was pretty good. Mike Mike yeah. didn't quite remember who Ethel was, but that's all right. We just keep the train moving. Dude, it was so great. Out of nowhere. What do you have, Tourette's, Mike? Don't, don't you say that. Uh, uh, I don't. I believe in a lot of them. I like them. I'm open-minded to all of yeah. them. I don't believe Buzz Aldrin was on a soundstage at Television City. What about 9-11? See, that to me is so fucked up, man. It is fucked up. That, I, that to me, because we were on the air and people sent us that documentary, Loose Change, yeah. and all those different things, and I watched all those. Dude, I'm not... I, yeah, You watch people that talk about that shit. I, when I'm people not, bring up Sandy Hook? Dude, that's the other thing. Yep. You know, Alex Jones, Alex Jones got exactly what he had coming to I agree. him. I just, the the whole live golf, what's going on with those guys yep. and with 9-11. One of the things I'm looking forward to when I get to Chicago next month is is my buddy Brandon, who I met five years ago from Parkland, Florida, is going to be there. I haven't seen him. We email, send, you know, mail back and forth. But I haven't seen him in five years. This guy met last time I was in Chicago, and he was on the campus for the Parkland shooting. And there's people that have tried to say that was actors. You know, I just, uh, those, it's like we started the show. with Those people just need to fucking go away. So. I agree. No, I'm not, I'm not buying into any of that. Um, for me, it's probably JFK. Yeah. Right. That I, is my number one. Yeah. I don't, is there anything else? No, well, it's, it's so, no. There's so many questions in on that what one. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Did, I just Did that guy just break his arm? I gotta look, look, watch the highlights of the Cubs and Pirates. Right oh now. my god, I'm, it's Al Leiter's nephew or something. Watch his arm, Dave. Mark Leiter. Oh yeah, it's Al Leiter's nephew. Mark Leiter's kid. Oh, look at his arm behind yeah. his back. <laughs> in his ear. 
Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> watch that's this, why, Dave. Here it comes. That's why you don't have a broadcasting job, dude. Ow! How did he not break his arm? I don't know. He didn't run into him. He just threw his arm back there. Dude, Jesus I would have said on the air. What the fuck was that? <laughs> we need delay. Clint Kuyper's like, this fucker has a job? Yeah. Hey, why does 97.3 run Padre games in delay? They do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the 97.3. Check, 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 check. Check, check, check. Am I still in delay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By how many seconds? Eight. Really? Yeah, major difference between serious. It has to be a fuck up, right? Yeah. Jesus. They can't get their shit together. They run every game in delight. Why don't you text Marcus? Say, hey, what the fuck? Check, check, check. Are we out of delay? I'm not doing that. I don't give a shit about that. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I don't own Odyssey stock. What do I care? (laughs) I I kept my $10. All right, two more questions. At any point in your life, were you afraid of the dark? Um, no, but I, listen, I'm not technically afraid of the dark. Yeah. But there are so many things that scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. Do you it. ever do that game where you're driving by yourself at night and you're thinking, that, what if there's somebody in the back seat hunched behind you, ready to get you? <laughs> no, I, I I never think that. You know what, what's in my head all the time? My kid pointed this out to me about a year ago. He goes, because you, you drive all the time. You drive yeah. more than anybody I know. Like, you like to just get in the car and drive around. Not as much now with as much driving <laughs> as I do day to day. But, yeah, I got you. Okay, so he, Josh pointed this out to me. He goes, you ever drive around, like, especially on a Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's after 11 o'clock at night, and yeah. just wonder how many people around you are drunk right now? Oh, and I he goes, he goes, think about it. He goes, how many people are awake that just came out of a bar? He, he kind of fucked that game up because what we do now, this was really fun when my kids were younger, when they were younger, they would kind of be in the back seat, car seat. And it was great, man. Cause they would have stuffed animals, action figures, right? It'd be Captain America. Yeah. It'd be Brett, the Hitman, Hart, Harry Potter, right? Like uh Han Solo, and like nine stuffed animals, then their blanket, their pillow, the whole thing, man. Like it was, it was like they built a fort yeah. in my back seat. And we would drive around and they were, you know, probably started when they were like six. Because on Friday nights and Saturday nights, we would do it because nobody had to get up tomorrow. And we would just drive, listen to music, old school, Sam Cooke, Jackie Wilson, like just really fun playlist. But we just like looking around. We just like seeing what was going on. We wanted to know what people were doing. And now that it's older, I'm still the dad, right? Yep. Hey, anybody need a blanket? No. Dad, they degrees out. What are you doing? <laughs> like, Fuck, I missed that part of the game. But we'll still do it. There's no Brett the Hitman Hart or Han Solo. Yep. They they've you know, they've been retired. But what we do is we drive and we'll go around different parts of San Diego, and you'll just see people walking. And we're like, where are they going, man? Like, where are they going? What are they doing? And then you'll see people, like you just mentioned, like in the dark. Yeah. And we'd be like, oh. So uh, Aztec Park in La Mesa, we'll drive by there. Now at night, you know, because that's where their parties used to be. At night, it's super dark. The trees hang down. And I'm like, okay, you got to run across the park. 
No, 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 really? no, no. We're not doing that. Well, then there've been a couple of nights where it's like 10:30. Maybe we went out and had something to eat and you got to use the bathroom quick. Well, Asset Park, the bathrooms are open and you stop. You're like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. So I got like two o'clock in the afternoon. There's nobody in the park. It's completely quiet. You get out. It's all lit up. You can't really tell from the street. You go, the bathrooms are fine. They're clean. You come back. You're like, more scary when we fake like it is. (laughs) But um, no, I love being like scary movies, like good shit. I won't go see it. Yeah. Um, But do you you get scared by anything? No, not really. When I was a little kid, I was afraid of the dark. That's why I wrote the question. But like, I remember, like, I was the kid that had the nightlight. You know what I mean? In my room. Yeah, one then, of my boys does. Yeah, I think it's Kate. Yeah, I'm, it. I'm not now. I need it. Everything 100 percent dark. But it's when I was young. I remember like falling asleep in the afternoon, like yeah. out of nowhere, and then wake up when it was dark out and yeah. freak me out, man. That the whole room was dark. Like, who the fuck let me fall asleep without a nightlight on? I had panic, man. I was always afraid of the dark. I, I never had that. But do you ever have that dream where all of a sudden everything's great? You're just sleeping. Man, this is relaxing. Yeah, I'm falling. You're just a fuck. Do you ever jar yourself Dude, awake? Like all you're, the time. All oh, the time. my God. That's but the it, worst. It's not, it's not falling. It's the same one all the time. It's, it, it's, I get hit in the face with a baseball. But oh. I, but I've never been hit in the face with a baseball in my life. But every time, man, it's, this dream's been going on for 40 years. I get hit right in the face with a baseball. Dave and I uh, were announced it tonight. Uh, thanks to James Royal. Yeah. So nice because his son, Zach, is working for Team Jamaica. Okay. So Zach will be there tomorrow. Jimmy Royal, will, James will be there tomorrow. We're looking forward to seeing him. And he's working with our friend, Dr. Joe. And he was so stoked. He said, hey, um, I got tickets for the Padre Mets game. Would you and Jack like to go? I go, well, Jack's in Tahoe. But I said, Palais and I'll go. Cool. We haven't been to a game together in a long time. Yeah. So you and uh, Dave and I will be at the game July 8th. Mets against uh, Padres cool. at Petco Park, uh, section 109, Dave. Like, nice. great seats, one and two. So our thanks to James and Zach Royal. going to throw in a can of dip that he brought from Yuma for me? Probably will. <laughs> if you said it, he probably will. Probably bring it tomorrow. I'll walk around with it like I know what I'm doing. And uh, But basically, it means, like, if any of you are realize that you don't have a lot going, and Dave and I really give you a little sense of, Belief in yourself. We can understand that. Uh, we'll be there. Yeah. Come by and say hi. Just don't linger. This, you know, honestly, God, we say this all the time. Please come by and say hi. We should, we, Jack, Cade, and Vita are in uh, Tahoe. Yeah. So they're gone. So I yeah. literally have nothing to do for two weeks. We should get out there a little early. When I was at the, I'll, I'll, absolutely. I'm, I'll be coming back from New York the day before. But literally the last game I went to, what, a week ago, I went and saw them play the Guardians. Yeah. And people started writing me, hey, I saw you, but I don't want to bother you. Yeah. Dude, please say hello. Dude, we'd love it. Yeah, please say yeah. hello. Dave, oh, while you're loading up the next question, yeah. I'll tell you exactly. But maybe we go and uh, if people are coming out to the game, if you want to uh, go to Western Metal, right? You'd go up there and get a beer at Western 100%. Metal. 100%. So it's the game on the 8th. I'm not going to Gallagher Square. That's the biggest ripoff no, in the history of sports. That shit. You fucking idiots. All you assholes that pay for Gallagher Square, why don't you just stay home and watch on your own TV? All what right, the fuck's in, wrong with you? Here's where the seats are. We're in section 109, row 39, seats one and two. Okay. But maybe we get out there. The game, Dave, is at 710. On a like, Saturday night? Saturday night. It's okay. kind of weird, right? Yep. Pods and Mets. Funny, funny thing is it's Irish Heritage Night. Okay. Well, nobody will be drunk or fighting. Fuck. <laughs> Great. 
<laughs> just every stereotype. Yeah. Potatoes, right? Lucky Charms all over the fucking floor. <laughs> Irish Spring being beat the shit out of wrapping <laughs> towels. Soap on a rope. These guys beat the shit out of each other with soap on a rope. Irish Spring. What the fuck's the matter with this stupid shit? You started shit? it. You started it, <laughs> asshole. Um, but if anybody will go to Western Metal... <laughs> And uh, if anybody's coming out, come see us. Uh, we'd love to see you. And, and thanks to James and Zach. Hey, Joe, kick rocks. You'll be in Toronto that <laughs> night. You <just laughs> there you go. All right, last question. Okay. Who was the first celebrity you ever saw in person? Oh, that, uh, I can tell you. Okay. Uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. No way. And somewhere my mom has a picture. Oh, I wish I could think of this place. It was like, we went to, I was probably like seven she took us to see Rodney, and then we saw the Oak Ridge Boys. My really? mom loved the. She would yeah. go to Las Vegas. Oak Ridge Boys opened for like Mac Davis. Yeah, how much funny. would you pay to see Mac? Not Davis? Mac Davis, but I've seen the Oak Ridge Boys in person. They're great. Yeah, and we didn't get to meet the Oak Ridge Boys, uh, but we got to meet Rodney Dangerfield. That's cool. And we got a like a Polaroid, and he dude, he was so nice. He's so mellow, but That's he, cool. he couldn't have been nicer. But I'm pretty sure that was it. Who do yeah. you got? It was Gary Coleman, believe it or not. Really? He was in my neighborhood at the time. He was a huge star doing different strokes. But Gary Coleman was uh, the one. And he was all into video games. And my. I remember uh, he, he lived literally less than a quarter of a mile away. And I remember a buddy of mine goes, that's Gary Coleman. We started talking, hang, started playing with us or whatever you did outside. Yeah. And I remember his parents yelling at him to come in to learn his lines. He, he wanted to hang out. But he, like, he seemed like he didn't have any friends. It was wow. pretty sad to watch. Hey, tell me if this qualifies. Yeah. Where I lived in Minneapolis, a guy who was our neighbor yeah. had been one of the goalies on either the 72 or the 76 men's Olympic hockey team. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, yeah, he's an Olympian. Yeah, that's cool. But <clears throat> we were talking, and we'd always play hockey out front, and he gave us one of his sticks. Now, it's not like it was Jim Craig or yeah. anything, but, I mean, this guy was an Olympian. And so we were so fucked up. We didn't know, right? We're playing with, playing street hockey with this. And I would always take it home. Yeah. I would always take it home. And uh, on this particular night, and he gave it to my brother. But my brother was like, yeah, just don't fuck it up. You can use it. <laughs> my brother was like 11. I was like seven. Yeah. And uh, my buddy Joe Benedict, we're out playing all night, man. And you guys know whether you're playing, you know, basketball, baseball, hockey, you're out. And what happens? You go home, you're going to go to bed, you're going to get up, eat breakfast, and get right back at it. So I put the stick in Joe Benedict's locker. They had lockers down in the basement of their apartment building. And there was a major fire in the building that night. The goalie stick got ruined. Oh, fuck. Destroyed. My brother didn't talk to me for like two years. It was great. <laughs> but that guy, I mean, like, as far as seeing a show, it would be Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, that's cool. But, um, but that guy, yeah, super nice. I, I love when guys were nice to the kids yeah. in the neighborhood. I think that's it. I mean, Steve Kristoff from my hometown, uh, we used to see Steve around town all the time. He was on the 80 Olympic team. He's on the gold medal team. They used to film... In my grandmother's neighborhood, they used to film chips all the time. Oh, no so way. So you always see those guys. And then I remember seeing Linda Lavin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd drop everything right now. Linda Lavin. I said it the other day. If, if it meant, oh, uh, here, right here. If Linda Lavin says, Dave, you're a single guy. 
she's in her let's say when did you get married i got 92 now okay let's go back then 92 okay. you're a single guy linda lavin at that time nine, 1992 says dave you know what just move in with me i got money i got a life Tommy's not coming in philip yeah. mckinnon's not coming back yeah but here's the only thing here's the only caveat i'll get you a car you'll have walk around money we'll have fun okay I just, I can't stand being alone. Linda Lavin says, Dave, I want you to be the man in my life. I know there's an age difference. I'll worry about that. But you have to just do me one favor. And the favor that you have to do for me is, I don't care if you keep one of them, but one of them has to go. You have to ditch either Erica or Laura. I can take them in small doses, but I can't take them together. So <laughs> a lot of people are like, I can relate, Linda. Uh, so right now, Dave, because apparently I let you off the hook the other night. Yeah, I guess. Uh, is the rumor. So you can live a life of luxury, beautiful house in Brentwood. You and Linda traveling around all the premieres yes. you want to go to. But either Laura's out, it's like Sophie's Choice. It is like Sophie's Choice. Or Erica's out. Who gets the, who gets the boot? You know, I tell you what, it changes day to day because uh, two days Laura ago. Laura just canceled on Team Jamaica, well, so she put her flame well, up. It, well, here you go. That's funny you say that. I think I would have dumped, uh, Erica would have been the one gone two days ago. Today, Laura's gone. Pretty yeah, easy. That's it. Yeah. I think Laura would be fine without you and I. <laughs> you I think Erica needs us. <laughs> is there a guy... I don't know why I find Erica so funny because I think it's just putting gasoline on the flame. And her stuff on Twitter, which I don't have to repeat everything, but Laura's boyfriend Tyler was in yeah. town. And Erica writes to her on social media where everybody can see it. Hey, there's way too many pictures of you making out before they get to me. I didn't like it. <laughs> I laughed again like a yeah. kid. I'm like, she's so goddamn funny. Yeah, we're going to miss Laura. Yeah. But Erica will be great. Yeah, I think Laura will be fine. I think she'll probably be better. She, she'll probably be better off. Dude, I, I did laugh yesterday when Josh ran into Josh Allen yes. in Nashville when he landed. And uh, Laura wrote, did you tell him I'm in love with him? I told him he lived in Poway. <laughs> and he kept walking. <laughs> that was a great line. All right. Uh, we hope to see everybody out at Team Jamaica tomorrow night. Uh, everybody but fangirl. But that's fine. I'm sure she's got a lot of important shit to do. Uh, but that's good news because Gavin and his daughter will be oh, out. Perfect. So they're coming. Laura will be there. Jimmy Royal. Uh, Larry Thomas will be there tomorrow. Good deal. So Gavin. guys. Yeah. So we're excited to come out. You guys will all get a chance to meet Joe Carlo. We're looking forward. She can't wait to get here. And then uh, we'll kind of figure it out. I don't know, Dave, if we're back here Sunday night or Monday night, but we'll get it figured out. All right. Just let me know. All right. We'll be back, everybody.